I'm Polly. I'm a mom, a wife, a pelvic floor physical therapist, and founder of No Kegels University. I have helped thousands of women stop leaking, enjoy intimacy, and feel proud of their bodies, even after having kids. After years of listening to women wonder why no one talks about leaking, how they should properly recover after having a baby, and that pleasurable intimacy is possible, I started to get real frustrated because I believe that no mom or woman should struggle when there are answers. It became my mission to shed light on the lack of postpartum care and the lack of discussion on issues that relate to women and their health, even if they can be uncomfortable sometimes. It also became my mission to change the conversation on women's health, the pelvic floor, and more. Here we go. Episode 40, Myths About Diastasis Recti. Have you ever heard the story of Pandora's box? I looked into the actual myth and the actual story, not the one that we're probably just told when we're little, and it's a lot more complex and maybe even a little more scary than what I realized. But for the sake of this week's episode, I just wanted to talk a little bit about it to really help me illustrate the myths about diastasis recti. So the premise behind Pandora's box, just really the basics of it anyways, is that it was given to Pandora and she was told not to open it. And when she did, because she ultimately opened the box and lots of horrible things happened. Again, it's a lot more dark than than what I realized, but but we all know that the, the saying anyways, or, oh, that's that's Pandora's box. Once you open it up, it's just a floodgate of information and you can't go back. And that's exactly how I like to think about diastasis recti, especially when I get asked questions or when I'm working with a patient or a coaching client, because I get asked questions and it really is Pandora's box in the sense that most of the time, the questions that come up They're not a simple yes or no or a one minute answer. And while I think if you've known me for just even a little bit, you know that I'm not very short winded. I'm very long winded. But part of that is because I feel so strongly that if I'm going to answer a question, I want there to be a little background there. And especially on this topic, while I know that you can answer questions without there always needing to be background, This is something where there are so many myths about diastasis or diastasis recti, and there's not a lot of, in my opinion, the the latest and greatest research and information out there. And I like to make sure that when I answer questions, especially as it relates to DR or diastasis, that there's a premise and there's a basic understanding before I answer that question, because it's almost like we have to have that Pandora's box opened to some degree. But in this scenario with Pandora's box, by opening up Pandora's box, yes, I'm going to give you a little bit more information than maybe what you were wanting or even assuming that you might get and just asking a simple question or being curious about the topic. But I also think it helps to create 
maybe even a framework and gives you a sense of what to look for and what to stay away from as you can continue consuming information about diastasis recti. So essentially, maybe I should have called this episode the Pandora's box of diastasis recti, but I don't know if that would have steered people away. But that being said, I I feel really strongly that making sure that you have all the information is the way that I answer your questions and the way I present information to you. I've said this from the beginning that I want to make sure that as a company, as a brand, that I am always treating you and giving you the quote unquote inside tips that I would a sister or my best friend. I want you to feel like you're getting all the tips and tricks that I would give my sister or best friend, which I don't have a sister, but I have a few great friends. (laughs) So the first myth I want to talk about is you can heal diastasis recti completely. And I feel like just even in the question, and it's probably going to sound like I'm nitpicky, but again, remember this Pandora's box idea. I don't know where the term heal came from because heal makes it sound like something was wrong or something was damaged. Yes, when diastasis recti occurs or diastasis, I'm just going to call it DR from here on out. When DR occurs, yes, our tissues have pulled away from their original attachment. But it also, when we use the word heal, it makes it sound like there's a wound that needs to recover and and be fixed and be restored. But the idea behind this is that you're creating this return back to your previous state, which to be quite honest with you, it really is impossible because that would mean that your body never went through a pregnancy. And while I'm not trying to be harsh on this, you can't heal diastasis recti completely because again, I don't think that there's anything to heal. Now, I'm not too concerned with how somebody asks a question, but I also feel like there's there's some misunderstandings and some myths in that. So the first thing is, is nothing has gone wrong. You had a baby and some of your muscles pulled away from their original attachment. However, the really incredible thing here is that you can return your muscles to a really great position in the sense that they are strong and they are functional and they can allow you to do anything you want to do, including the things you did before having a baby or babies. And when we get to the heart of this, really when when we hear about diastasis, it, there's a lot of fear around it. And I think the Really what we want is we want our tummies to feel strong again, and we don't want to be limited. And it's absolutely possible to return our muscles to even better strength and to being more functional and to allow us to do even more things than what we did before we had a baby or babies. So that is how I would answer that question. And I just... While I'm not too worried about how someone asks the question, the way in which they ask the question always tells me that there's a 
that they feel like something has gone wrong. And that's not true. And also their muscles were able to get them stronger. That's a very easy task. So going on to myth number two is that there are certain exercises to fix DR. And this is one that I often smile. Sometimes I roll my eyes when I see this come across, whether that's in a marketing email from some fitness influencer that I follow, or maybe it comes up on my suggestions for reels. But no, (laughs) there are not certain exercises to fix diastasis recti or at least a one size fits all program. And that's where that's probably where my eye rolling comes into play because what worked for one person in order to strengthen those muscles or to quote unquote close the gap is not necessarily going to work for the next person. And the reason I say this is because a lot of those programs out there or those hooks or clickbait titles, like the two exercises I did to heal my diastasis or to fix it, they are typically the ones that probably they've only worked with themselves and maybe one other person as it relates to diastasis recti. They haven't seen how different bodies can present and really understanding the mechanics behind it or understanding some of the patterns in which women might be attempting to perform some of these exercises, which puts them at risk for potentially making their diastasis worse. And that's why I I tell you this, and I mentioned it before, I, I hope you have a sense of some of the things to stay away from, because if anyone is telling you, yes, yes, you need to do this exercise to fix it, They really don't understand the mechanics behind how your core works and how it functions and how your breath plays a role and how your pressure plays a role. There's actually several steps that you need to work through in order to get your core functioning like it did before you had babies. And I would even say too, I've had several women that have said, once we've gotten done working on their core strength and addressing some of the dysfunction or the problems that they're having with their core after having babies, they'll say things like, I've never felt so strong in my life. Or I think I had problems with my core before I even had babies, and now I didn't even realize I could feel this strong after having kids. And that part always makes me smile and really just makes me elated because these are the things that I think women should know. I think that you should have the hope. And I also think that you should have a program that's customized to you or at least an understanding of how to pick the exercises that you and your body needs specifically. So the answer to that, do certain exercises fix diastasis recti? No, <laughs> it's individual. And a big program that is a one-size-fits-all, I personally would encourage you to stay away from because there's a lot that goes into creating a program that's specific to 
your body, your birth history, where your baby sat. There's there's different things to look for, even how even what your labor looked like or if you had a C-section or not. All right, myth number three, and this is going to be the last one, and this is the one I should I probably should have done some deep breathing or something before I started this one. This is the one that really, really gets me going. If I strengthen my TA, that will fix my diastasis recti. So if you have at least started to look into diastasis recti and how to fix it, you will hear this idea that's being recycled over and over and over and over about the transverse abdominis, the TVA or the TA or to do TVA breathing. And I'm telling you, that is not the absolute to fix it. So let me give you a little background here. There is a muscle and a lot of people refer to it as the lower abs. So it sits right above your pubic bone and it wraps around. And a lot of people like to think of it as a corset. And while that's, you know, very similar on how anatomically it looks, that's not entirely on how it functions. And when someone says, oh yeah, yeah, we just need to get that TA activated, there's many that will teach you to isolate that muscle first and then perform an exercise. Or before you can begin any exercise, you need to be able to isolate and engage that TA or TVA, this lower abdominal muscle, before you begin any exercise. And I'm here to tell you, that's not how our body functions. I've mentioned this before, but our body has two different core systems. There's an anticipatory core and there's a reactive core. And depending on the activity and depending on the system that turns on, sometimes the TVA isn't working. So inadvertently, we're teaching our body the incorrect way to utilize muscle activation or essentially we're kind of interfering with, with its job. Like I kind of feel like it's a Karen move that we're telling our body what to do when our nervous system and our brain and our spinal cord is so much more complex than probably our conscious human brain can even comprehend. You know what I mean? A Karen (laughs) trying to tell someone how to do something when really she has no business telling anyone what they need to be doing. That's that's my honest opinion about it. And to say that one muscle group can fix another muscle group in terms of in terms of strength really doesn't understand how complex the abdominal muscles are because you have your rectus abdominis or your six pack muscle, you have an internal oblique and you have an external oblique on the right and the left. You have your transverse abdominis, but really you have other muscles that help play a role in how the core functions. Occasionally your pelvic floor is part of it. And sometimes a lot of your back muscles help to support and provide stability and function for that core. So to say, right, I mean, that's a long list to say that, oh, yes, you just need to be able to engage your TBA correctly. It's just, to me, it just seems rather silly and 
rather juvenile in the understanding of how anatomically the body works and how physiologically the body works. And when I've had patients come to me trying to utilize this method, it doesn't get them very far. And a lot of times it ends up creating more problems. And I attribute that back to the Karen mentality of saying, oh yes, we just need to get this one muscle strong and then it will take care of all the other muscles. And that's just not really how it works. So I hope that this dis- that this episode dispelled some of those myths. And I am fully aware that I probably sound like I am just running around raining on everyone's parades. But the issue here is that if you have good and correct information, then you can take that information and education and run with it. And I know in this episode, I did a lot of (laughs) maybe what I feel like is being grumpy about the topic and saying, no, no, everybody's wrong. I wouldn't say everybody is wrong. I think the way that a lot of people are presenting it is not entirely correct. And I feel like it does a disservice to you, especially as you're trying to take the one thing, the one chance you get, because you have one body and you have one life and they're not giving you the best information, the most effective information in order for you to make changes. And to me, sister to sister, girl to girl, friend to friend. I just don't think that's okay. That's like telling you that, you know, you can go to the dollar store and if you're wanting to work on your anti-aging skincare routine and saying that what they have at the dollar store, yeah, yeah, that's, that's good enough. No sister or friend of yours would tell you to go to the dollar store to get good skincare because it's just simply not true and it's, it's not effective, right? So that's the premise that I want to set here is that taking the correct information and really taking it and running with it, that's what's going to get you the changes and that's what it's going to get you the improvements in your body. For this week's homework, I want you to do one of two things. The first thing is I am revamping because there's some latest, greatest, and I with some input from some of my beta testers on this group, I am making my diastasis recti 101 course even better. And while I'm doing that, I'm putting a big sale on it so you can grab it. And when those updates happen, you will have access to them. And when I make updates in the future, as the latest and greatest information comes out, you'll still have access to it. So be sure to check the link below to grab Diastasis Recti 101 for a really, really great price. And the next piece of homework is a a new thing that I'm doing. It's called Your Pelvic Floor's Next Step Call. And I would love to be able to hop on a call with you. It's free. And decide what your pelvic floor's next step should be. And the link for that will be in the show notes. Remember. You're an heiress and a queen and everything in between. If you enjoyed this episode or even wondered if I can help you, check the show notes for more details. And to see what else I'm up to, follow me on the socials at B.
Beyond the V, period, by Polly. Because I'm changing the conversation on women's health, the pelvic floor, and more, I still need your help. Please subscribe, leave a review, and share with a friend or two. See you next week.